and welcome y'all to another episode of Ed's Words with Edward. I got my guest with me, Haley, who I just came back from Black Hat recently, and my other guest, John, who actually went to Black Hat about two years ago. And mm-hmm. essentially, that's what we're going to talk about our topic We're gonna, uh, for this uh, podcast. We're going to explain to everybody what Black Hat is, how it benefits people, uh, the things that go on there, and... Uh, you know, who knows? Maybe after this podcast, you might, you guys might want to go and check it out in the upcoming years. Yeah. Hopefully, so yeah. Covering DefCon as well. You've you been to DefCon? No, but oh, like, I've been to DefCon. Oh, oh shit, that it was amazing. I mean, okay. it's immediately after Blackhead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like the yeah. very next day. Oh, okay, my gosh. so let's go into what is Black Hat. Ooh, <laughs> Black Hat's more like a basically. Security conference like what computer job? security, cybersecurity. Just like, what, is it a conference or more like a like a convention? I would say it's it's, it's a little bit of both because yeah. it's it's more so like so you have your informational side of it because they they host like these different classes where you can learn stuff um, like emerging tech emerging threats, different uh, exploits, penetration and, stuff like that. Yeah, penetration testing. So you have like that info side of it, but then you also have the vendor hall where if you're a company, your company can set up a booth and you can. I mean, like these are like big companies too, like HP, uh, Alien Vault. Um, Rapid Seven, like you have like large oh like companies. major companies yeah, yeah like, they, like, like big they, ones Cisco they, yeah they set up like huge booths and they just well sometimes tell you about the product like I know uh, when I went Malware Vice was there oh nice and they usually they all have like different swag like they yeah about like t-shirts and stuff like that but they also want to like tell you about the company like yeah, it's, the products that they're having yeah so do it's, any of them do any of them host like any like workshops or anything like that it depends um. Like like John was saying, like the informational side, it's it's sort of like a workshop where the first four days of the event for Black Hat is trainings where people actually get certifications. Oh. Okay. And then the last two to th- no two days is the actual quote unquote convention where you still have the briefings. You're learning about what people are doing in the field, what how they did it, what they're doing, and then you have the vendor hall. There's also the Arsenal Talks, which is similar to the briefings. It's just more about the tools and the hands-on stuff. And then um, the vendors will actually create presentations and show you their product, show you how it works. They explain it to you, what they're trying to do. Um, kind of like what we're doing here. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and it's like, uh, I, I had just come back from it, literally this morning. I got home at 3 a.m. Yeah. And I was like, I had to go to sleep. But yesterday, or the two days ago, we went into the vendor hall after our shift, and the first booth I get to, I was like, that shirt's pretty cool. Can I get one? Like, you can, but you just sit through a presentation. I was like, how long's the presentation? It's like, I don't want to sit there. I only have an hour before it closes. And they're like, it only takes five minutes. I was like, all right, cool. So I, I sit there, and I look at it, and they're like, basically, they use VMs which is virtual machines to isolate um, each of your uh, products on your computer. So like your web browser, your word, yeah. stuff like that. And if people try to get in through that application, they're stuck in that application. Yeah. So like it's the last line of defense past your firewall, past your, you know, oh, okay, okay. all of your group policies and stuff like that. So they isolate the threat into that singular area. And I was like, that's actually pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure if anybody knows that, but 
Yeah, if you're going to do anything, virtual machines are the way to go because yeah. if anybody does get in, as long if you're in a virtual machine, it's exactly that. It's a fake machine, a virtual one, uh, but you can do all your normal stuff, whether it's a Windows box, a Linux box, uh, OS X, whatever it is, uh, whatever your flavor. If you're running and you're working off a virtual machine, if somebody gets in and gets your information, it's as simple as just turning it off and boom, they are stuck in that. They will not get to your host machine. They will not get to any of that. Yeah. Um, you know, so that I, honestly, that's that's what I do with a lot of my stuff too. Like if I need to, and I know it's gonna be super sensitive work, or yeah. I'm like, eh, let's open up a VM really quick. And just, <laughs> let's work on this just in case something happens. You know, like it's it's on there. Nothing. You know, my my host machine won't mess up. Yeah, it's all on there. And if my virtual machine does end up, you know, getting breached or broken because I'm doing something, I just click restart, you know, and start fresh again. And that's basically all they do throughout the entire conference is just, like, talking to you about the cool new tools that they have or um, certain things that they've done throughout their career and how they did it. They'll actually teach you along the way. The first, or the trainings for the certifications, it's a lot of fucking money. Yeah. Like, some of their company or some of the companies that they work for actually pay for them to go over and get it, and oh, then wow. yeah, the last two days <laughs> is um, more so of just here are the talks, here's what we're doing. That's where the biggest bulk of it is because the first four days there's like maybe three to five thousand people, and then you get to the last two days and instantly there's like twenty fucking thousand people, and you're like, I can't manage this. Like there's three L or three escalators going up one way and one the other way during the busiest time. So like during open, it's three up. During lunch, it's three down, and they switch it all fucking day. Yeah. But there's a shit ton of people just wanting to come in and learn. And while I'm well, that's good that there's a lot of people that are actually yeah. wanting to learn. Oh, and good. like, go ahead. Um, while I was working one of the days, I was down on the first floor, you know, greeting the people coming in. And I had people coming over to me who weren't even a part of the conference. They're like, what is Black Hat? What, what yeah, are you doing? Yeah, and it's like, I, I explained it to them. And they're like, wow, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to leave before some shit happens. It's like, yeah. you do that. Turn off yeah. your Wi-Fi while you're at it. Yeah, I remember like, when I went, there was like some like Zoom conference. Because I went in 2016. Super Zoom? Yeah, super yeah. <laughs> and they were, I guess maybe they hosted every year at the same time, but they, they were there and they're like, oh, like, what's that? Like, oh, it's a cybersecurity hacking conference. They're like, oh, like, I better, like, get out of here with my phone. Yeah. <laughs> Before <laughs> all my information is taken. It's already out. gone. I'm telling you now. But I was going to say, we probably should, like, okay, so we are on the West Coast and Black Hat USA is always hosted in Las Vegas, or at least for the last couple of years. Yeah. At least from what I know, it's been hosted in Vegas. Yeah. But they also have one. In Europe, and they also have one in Asia. Yes. Um, I think there's another one somewhere else, but I think that's uh, all I can remember right yeah, now. I I yeah, I only know, uh, from what I know, it's just the three. Yeah. You know, that's all I know. Um, yeah, I mean, like I said, um, you know, like we were talking earlier, you know, I, I'm i really hoping maybe next year or the next year, uh, or the year before, or not before, but after. Yeah. Um, if everything goes good with this podcast, so... Uh, listeners, please, please like these these episodes. I would really appreciate it. Um, these two guys, you know, Haley and John, have worked Black Hat. I've been wanting to work it for a long time, but for whatever you know reason, circumstances came up that I could never go. But it would be cool to be on the other end, where instead of working it, we're actually presenting, presenting. 
you know, and um, and and uh, as I was telling them like the other day when I had to present um, my student innovation project to everybody, um, I was the last person in my group to go, and everybody that went before me, they you know the, these students they all killed uh, you know their presentation. They broke down exactly what they were doing. It was flawless. I mean, they were so good. Everything they were saying was you know, right on par, and it was great. I mean, it was super great. And as they were presenting, that's when it dawned on me. I said, in my mind, you know, I was telling myself, like, outside of this room, if you just pluck 20, 30 random people off the streets and had these same students present to them, maybe one or two would actually understand what these guys are doing. The rest will be totally clueless on uh, on you know what it is or they won't be able to appreciate the hard work and the dedication these guys put into making these projects and and realize like it really is a, a massive skill a great skill that these guys have to learn uh, to get you know their project to the point of where it's at and I mean they were great projects I don't want to you know talk too deep into them because that's gonna you know, that's for them to say um, but you know it, it dawned on me and I was just like you know what not many people know this and then it you know, helped me further emphasize the purpose of this podcast, and I and I feel like we're doing the right thing because, you know, if I were to explain to you guys as they're presenting exactly what they did, everybody would appreciate, everybody would understand, and be like, oh man, these guys are doing this, oh that's so cool, you know, and you know, aside from the twenty people that were in that conference room, nobody outside of it would understand anything and because these are other IT projects yeah these were other IT projects for network security yeah they were we were all in the group so um yeah I was the last one and I was like man I was like these guys just killed it like they, they really did but I was just like man nobody would understand it like you know outside of this community and our community isn't exactly the biggest you know yeah. like people try to learn or you know they try to find a way to understand exactly what's being said or what you know they read on the internet and it just like helped me further emphasize that this podcast is needed like it, it truly is needed because you don't see it out there and all the ones that are out there they're like not to be mean but they're like snoozers you know <laughs> like john was saying it's like you know this is an octet this is a bit this number right here you know these are the first three letters and your ip address now yeah. let's do the and, you know they're just they're snoozers and we're not trying to do any of that we're trying to get everybody involved and understanding so that we're all on the same level so everybody can understand what it is that's going on even if you don't really like tech or you're just like you know it's not your thing you should still know you know the basics yeah. you know and that's what you know we're, we're gonna do you know and from what i hear black hat helps out with that too yeah and so, like, i was gonna say like I, the way we've been formatting this i like how each episode you can just hop in from like maybe episode four and be like oh like you're talking about net neutrality I know everything about net neutrality now thanks to this video because like you said as far as like <laughs> IT information some of the information is critical like as far as like yeah taking it in you have to know it right away but as far as like people that teach it people that, <laughs> people that teach it aren't always necessarily the best teachers like they yeah. don't convey mm -hmm. the information in the most I won't say entertaining but at least a way that keeps your attention yeah and I'm just like yeah, like it just I just go. And that happens to me all the time. That happened to me at Black Hat last year because this year was my second one. In all of my classes, in the briefings that I was actually sitting in, 
Like, they would tell me things and I generally understand, but... Like I said, I, when I came into this field, I had absolutely no clue what I was doing. I had no knowledge whatsoever. I had the basics, you know, how to's, what not to do, stuff like that, but nothing technical. So when I went into the briefings at Black Hat, when I went into my classes, it's like, I have no idea what the fuck I'm learning. Yeah. And it's like, your project, my project, when I was in, when when I was in the class, it was things like that, like turning it into layman's terms. Because like you said, our industry isn't that big it is really big because of all the technology that we have yeah but the people actually running the industry behind behind the scenes yeah yeah. there's really not a lot because like you have upper management they know basics but the actual grunt work of it and you know security and stuff like that is really small because no one understands it yeah you have to like physically sit down for hours to understand what you're trying to do yeah one thing yeah that's it we've talked about this too like people I guess, like, in the IT field, they, they like to hold on to information. I understand yeah. some things have to be secretive, yeah. but it, 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 it should be no, shared. There should be no problem with sharing No, it, it, it shouldn't. And and, I, and that's one thing I learned, um, you know, exactly like you said, like, it's long hours. Like, learning this stuff is, is a legitimate grind. Really like, is. you have to grind it out. Like, you really have to put in... You know, it's 10, like grinding for a video game. Yeah. It's the same thing. Yeah, you got to put in ten, twelve hours a day sometimes just to understand or, or get to the point where you understand it fully. Yeah. Like it is that bad, and and I feel like it shouldn't be. You know, like it it shouldn't be like that because it's exactly like John said. You know, when we first started, like there are those people who you know hoard their information. Like no, 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 I ain't gonna tell you. Like you got to yeah. learn it on your own. It's like why. It's like, just, you know, just show us, like, if, if I'm not where you're at, but I'm trying to get, like, if you know the information, you should be more than willing to just, you know, help me, a, help, help me a little, like, not exactly give me the answers, because I'm the type of person, I don't want the answers, point me in but, the direction. but point me in the direction to where I can get the answers, right? Yeah. That's all I want, and that's what I want this to be like. I'm not trying to give anybody answers, but it's like, if you want to learn more about whatever topics we're learning about, now you have a general idea, now you have a direction on if you do decide to, you know, research it more, whether you go through Google or go through a certain website, whatever it is, you're like, you know what? I have an idea now. I know what these guys are talking about. I know a general direction. I know what to look for. You know, people will come in or, you know, start listening to these uh, podcasts, these, these episodes, you know, clueless, and then they end up believing, knowing more than, you know, than they did before. And like, like, oh, things click to them. Yeah, and it's like, ah, it's like because we're putting it in terms that they can understand. Yeah, and and and, uh, and that's the best part, and that's also the hardest part. It really is. Like I, because when you get super technical guys, like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm not gonna say any of our teachers' names, um, but like uh, one of the guys he came, he uh, he's worked for for Honeywell for the longest time. Super smart guy, super super smart. I mean, you could ask him about anything, and he had the answers. The only problem was his classes were a drag. Like, he and he would, admitted it yeah, too. Yeah, he admitted it too. And, and you know, he was like, sorry guys. But he was one of those people where you couldn't ask him, you know, or even like, you know, tell him like, hey, can you explain this to me in layman's terms? He didn't have the terms. He didn't know the terms to explain it to you so that you can understand. Like, he only knew the technical side of it. He only yeah. knew the, you know, the, the lingo for it. And, that's the hard part is people don't know how to translate it from that 
you know, through, you know, where people off the street can understand it. You yeah. Know? yeah. Sometimes you need something like this to just bridge the gap. Yeah. Because it, I, I know the guy you're talking about, I'm like, his classes were great. And like, yeah, yeah, they were super informative. Like, it's just that the way you conveyed the information would just make you want to go to sleep. Yeah. 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 And, you know, and, and I, and those classes are like two hours long. And yeah. usually at night, cause he works throughout the day and it's mm-hmm. like, I know you're tired. You know, we're tired. You just, and, just, and, that, and that's and that's always my thing is like I hate to be that person, you know, that falls asleep in a teacher's class because I yeah. in my mind I'm like that's super disrespectful. It really is, you know. Every, you know, so I'm about, but it's it's hard when they're just like, all right, um, turn your you know, turn to this page, look on the you know look on the board, and this is what we're gonna learn today. You know, you do these for this reason, and then for this reason, and you know. And then when I was here at this company, you know, we did it like this. It's like, oh, my God. It's like, how long have we been here? Please, I've been here for two hours. It's like, nope, it's been five minutes. And you're like, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, I cannot do this. Like, I need a break already. Class yeah. just started, but I already need a break. You know. I had to take lots of notes, just, like, trying to make things click. And when I reread it, like, two days later, I had no idea what I learned. It's yeah. like, I had to look it up and actually write things down. I was like... How can I remember this? How yeah. can I connect this? And it's exactly what we're doing is connecting it to things that we actually understand. And what's crazy is uh, the very, very first time I actually got like whiff of this idea was I think it was two years ago when we had the Avnet Games here, okay. oh, right? Um, me and uh, me and my buddy Roger, uh, we actually won um, our the, uh, the contest that we were in. And the thing was with that is like, so we had to break into the machine, find the files. And then on top of that, after we were done, we actually had to present in front of the board mm-hmm. that they had there, like a, like a fake board, you know, board members. Um, and so we had one hour to write down everything, what we're going to say, show the information. And me and Roger just end up winging it. We're like, oh, crap. Like, let's just do this. Like, we're the first <laughs> ones to go. We're like, let's just wing it. And... Everything that he was saying, like, I understood everything he was saying. And I could just look at their eyes and I could tell they had no clue. Because immediately they were just, like, dumbfounded by everything. And he was putting out all the right information. He was saying all the right terms. And, you know, and just everything that he he did was great. And he did it and he nailed it. Mm-hmm. But the message wasn't being conveyed. So as soon as I saw that, I was like, so essentially, I would, you know, what I would, that's how I would go. I was like, essentially what he's saying is, he did this for these reasons, you know, and this was end up being the outcome. And then they were like, "Oh, that's good." At the end of it, they actually gave us like, uh, a, you know, like a, you know, shook our hands and were like, "You guys were by far the best presentation we've had." They're like, "Like that's exactly what you want. You need two guys who can go in there. One of them who can, you know, lay out all the technical information, and someone who can relate it to the other people." Because they're like, "Not everybody on that board is IT." There may be only one guy on there that actually understands what, you know, the guy is presenting. But the other three guys or four people, wherever, they're not going to, you know, understand it because that's not their, you know, that's not their field of work. Mm -hmm. But if you can convey that and, you know, and explain it to them exactly what you're going to do, like, you know, whatever you're proposing, you know, chances are you're going to get it because it's like now they fully understand what you are trying to say, you know, what you did and for what reasons. You know, and that's when I was like, man, I'm like, dude, if there was more of this, you know, more people would be, 
you know, into this, more people would be understanding it. And that's when I initially just got the idea. And then it just kind of like, as months went on, just kind of brainstormed more here and there and there. And then I would talk to him about it. And then finally, when, you know, when class came out, I was like, you know what, I want to do this. Like, this is good. Like, I'm tired. Like, you know, like I can read a book all day and it's super technical. And then it's just like, you know, sometimes people just don't want to do that. Or, you know, they just, you know, they... It's exactly that. Like, it's so monotone. It's just like, oh, man. It also comes down to, like, I guess, not everybody learns the same way. Like, some people learn through doing hands-on. Some people learn. They could just read a book once and they can do it automatically. Some people like videos. Like, I know for me, like, I I like videos as a person. Yeah. And that's essentially uh, how my project came to be because it's it's similar to yours. Yours is more podcast. Someone has to sit here and listen. They can do it on the go. Mine was more of an interactive book. Something that they could actually practice it, bring it into layman's terms, have pictures, you know, show the process of it. And when I pitched my idea into the SIP class, I instantly had two people be like, I like this project. Can I join? This is, this is exactly what I was looking for. Because all the other ones, it was either super, super technical, you know, net sex stuff, or it was a game. Because those are our two biggest pro- programs here is network security and yeah. game. And when I brought the two together, instantly, everyone's like, I love this idea. I love this idea. I had some of our math teachers want to, to read it, and then our English teachers. And it's like, people who are not even a part of the Super Network Security is like, we want to read this. And yeah. it's like, when we got our first part of the book down and presented it, everyone seemed to love it. And we were like super close to winning People's Choice Award for it, but we lost to Gage. <laughs> yeah it's kind of bump but you know but you know what it's crazy because it's like um you know when i was presenting it's exactly what you had said they had asked me they said what makes your project unique all right what makes your project unique to uat mm-hmm. and i said do you really want the honest answer and they're like yeah i was like okay i'm like grab a rock and go upstairs to any and just throw it at any poster upstairs for any sit project it's going to be either a game or a program, and that is it. Nothing else, right? There's literally nothing else. And I said, what makes my project unique is it's the only project at this school that anybody's ever presented that is a podcast, Mm -hmm. that is relevant to today, and that's unique because it's either super, it's either, you know, the podcasts are out there, they're really informative, but they're snoozers. Where after five minutes, people turn it off, you know, or they don't have the knowledge and it ends up being something just completely dumb and they don't know what they're talking about. We're mixing the two where it's fun, we're engaging, we're laughing, we're joking, but it's also informative and people end up learning. They end up coming out, knowing more and understanding whatever topic it is where we, you know, we are presenting that day during that podcast, you know, and that's, what's great. And I told him, I was like, there is no other, you know, project like this at this school. Nobody's ever presented it. I said, we, you could pick a game out there. There's 30 other games that are competition with that one. Same yep. thing with the program. And I said, for this podcast, I am the only competition. I am the competition. There's nobody else. So, you know, if I make it, I make it. If I don't, I don't. But it's all on me. I was like, and I'm the only, you know, one at the school doing this. Nobody else. And they're like, it's a good answer. <laughs> like, yeah. That's a good answer. Like, if, <laughs> And it was, and it's interesting because like, your project is absolutely unique. Mine's like, it blends the two. It's a book, but it's still like part game. But it's weird to like see the transition. But you know what? I would, I would like offer, offer yours 
is what I was just thinking right now, as you mentioned it, I'm like, how cool would it be if we were to do a podcast episode where it would go along with like a chapter or two of the book? Of the book. It kind of does because you know? the first the first part of the book, so book one, quote unquote, is actually about account security, which we did in our last podcast. It's yeah. Like the basic passwords, passphrases, stuff like that. And then part two is social engineering. Oh, which, which we also did. Yeah, which we also did. Part two is still in the works. Like, I'm working yeah. on the artwork for it, but it's pretty much finished minus the artwork. Yeah. So we're already in line with the chapters. So oh, that's cool. Honestly, we could create other chapters based off of the podcast and just, like, co-align it with. But um, we just got to figure out, because we're doing it in baby steps. It's like, get the basics. Yeah. Get the basics of certain details and then go into details. So, like, we would progressively get, you know, harder and slightly more technical. We don't yeah. want to, we don't want to, you know, jam-pack it with. Make sure to leave all the cuss words. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, when, it, when we're typing it, we can type eloquently. We're like, it's like, like, press the fucking enter bar. You know, after you're done, hit that damn piece of shit tab. You know, it's like, but, what? But, <laughs> anyway... Anywhere where I was going with this is like it. It's really weird to see the decline of uh, senior projects because before I even got to the school, we the school used to send out like magazines and booklets yeah. showing like what students are doing and promoting they, yeah promoting what what the projects have have been. And there was this one really cool one that caught my eye, and there's still a picture of it downstairs somewhere. It's um the what that one chick who did the game controller but for the blind and oh yeah, yeah yeah so like they could figure out what the buttons were and it would be you know a voice a voice game where there's no pictures no nothing but the blind can enjoy a video game yeah and i was like that's actually pretty cool because yeah, yeah you don't need the graphics it's it's very simple you know in terms of making it but now they get to enjoy something that 90% of the population does. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, they have no, no barriers anymore. And yeah. it's like, that shit's cool. And then you get to... To I, now, where we're at now. Yeah, you get to the SIP class now, and it's like, every single one is either a super technical project or is game-related. And yeah. it's like, I understand these two are the biggest programs, but where's DB? Where's, you know, yeah. robotics? Where's all this stuff? It's and, like, and, and some of the stuff I, I've seen, like you, when I first initially did that, the SIP um, is like, like you said, like super technical. Some of them used to just come up with ideas. I'm just like, man, like, I'm sorry, but you just, you don't have the skill for that. Like, yeah. you would have to get like the top like three or four people in this field who could maybe put this together. Yeah. And do like it. the concept's great. Yeah, it's like, yeah. But the execution's gonna be hard. Yeah, and it's just like, and it's like, yeah, that's cool. And it's like, all right, cool. It sounds like a good idea, but it's same thing when they're presenting it to, you know, the professor. You know, we're mixed in with game art, game design, DV, you know, whatever robotics. Uh, nobody outside of the NetSec community, or you know, the four or five students that are in that class, outside of them, nobody understands what you know that person is trying to do. Mm-hmm. You know, everyone else is like, oh, cool. But then when the game guys come up, it's like, oh, everybody understands, you know, it's like, you know, and that's, I'm just like, man, I'm like, people need to listen to this because yeah. it's going to get them, it's, it's going to help everybody really understand, you know, what they're trying to do. And then that way when students do go up and they're like, oh, I remember hearing this concept, 
you know, in this podcast, I know exactly what he means. I know what he's trying to do. You know, I have a general idea. I can appreciate it now. Yeah. You know? This, I think it would be a cool idea. It might not be logistical, but, like, if we ever went to Black Hat during the briefings, like, just break down what they're saying and... I, yeah, I would yeah. want to. Because, like, I believe I would have access to the briefings. I don't know if and when that ever happens, but, like, just going over it and being like, this is exactly what he's saying. This is how he said he did it. Because... They go by step by step on how to do it, but when they do, it's very tactical. I used this piece of hardware, I used this piece of software, I did this. So it's like IT specialists know about it. They know how to do it. They know what they're yeah. talking about. But the little bit of people who just barely came into the subject are like, I don't know what you're saying. Yeah. Like I was and, and, and from what I heard, those are there a lot of people that these companies end up sending. They you know, they'll they'll send their one IT guy or the one CIO but then they'll send like you know four or five other you know uh, higher end guys from that company who have no IT background mm-hmm. whatsoever, and they're forced to sit in these you know these briefings and you know or or these uh, you know conferences or whatever. And it's like cool, all right. I went in not knowing anything. I walked out more confused than ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that that happened to me at DevCon, and DevCon is similar to Black Hat. It runs right after it. It's basically just another you know, security conference, but it's a little more sketchier than Black Hat because mm-hmm. they go into the actual exploits like lock picking and hacking and stuff like yeah. that. Like Defcon. Yeah. Don't ever <laughs> don't ever use your phone at Defcon. Yeah. yeah. And it's like I sat in in a couple of briefings and one of them I had absolutely no idea what he was saying. He was literally word for word going through some of his code and like a little bit of videos and I fell asleep and briefing or those briefings are only like maybe a half an hour to an hour long and I fell asleep. I was like, I don't know how I did that. And I woke up and it was at the tail end and I look over and my buddy, he's like super enthralled with it. He knows exactly what's going on. He knows exactly what they were trying to do yeah. in the process. And I was like, Oh man, I wish I could be you right now. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. You know, and and that's why I all like for me, I always feel like I'm stuck in the middle because, you know, like, you know, when Scott, you know, or or Roger or any of them guys, you know, or like uh, what was his name, uh, Steve, you know, when they'll come and they'll, you know, if you ask these guys for help, they will help you and they will break it down and it'll be super technical. And I understand everything they do, and I'm like. Cool. All right. Awesome. You know, and I'm like, damn, that's like, that's dope that you guys are doing it. Like, even though the way you're going about that, you know, I'm like, oh man. Now would, tell I, me in English. Yeah, I would, <laughs> I would never have thought of that, right? Like in my mind, like that's where I'm. At. I'm like, I would never have thought of that. But I can't, like, I can't talk the lingo with them. I can understand what they're doing. Yeah. You know, I completely understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. But it's like, I can't talk the lingo with them. <laughs> so it's like when I do try to talk, I'm like. Remember that one thing you were doing that one time? It, I ended up coming off looking stupid. Yeah. You know? And that's But I, I understand am. everything. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it's just all about, like, how it's going to be. Yeah. yeah. Because, uh, I don't know if you've heard that saying about, like, when recruiters look at resumes, it, they look at it for, like, a couple of seconds, and then they just go on to the next one. It has to be, it has to catch your attention right away. Yeah. And, and that keep your attention. Yeah. <laughs> Our career services drill that in your head. It's like it has to be this certain way. It could be in this certain way. It has to look pretty. Make them catch the eye. Make them, you know, want to read it. I'm like, okay. You know what? And that's funny that both of you guys said that because 
those were the exact same types of compliments that people were giving when I, you know, presented them with the first episode for this podcast. They were saying exactly that. They're like, it's very catchy. They're like, you listen to it, it's funny, and then, you know, you start, you guys start getting, you know, start talking about the subject, and you're like, okay, cool, I understand, and then it gets funny again. They're like, so, the little jokes that you guys say here and there, and, you know, your ramblings and stuff like that, they're like, it keeps me, uh, it keeps my attention. Like, I constantly, it constantly catches my attention to where it's like, there's never a dull moment, you know, <laughs> and, that's what, and that's what's great. That's exactly what I want, because... If you want to make a successful podcast, that's exactly what you want, you know. And that's why I'm saying, like, ours is different from everybody else's because it's they're super snoozers, you know. Yeah. And, you know, we can keep your attention for the hour long. Hey, that's great. You know, you, it means you're going to want to keep coming back and keep listening to the next one and then keep learning more because then that's exactly what it is. There's different ways of, of learning. Some people may listen to our podcast and be like, you know what? I saw a video. Don't understand it. I read a book. I'm more lost than ever. Somebody explained it to me. Drew it in pictures. Don't know what they're saying. Yeah. I heard this podcast. I heard what they're saying. I understand it now because they put it in terms that, you know, I can relate to. Yeah. You know, whether they're, con- you know, comparing it to a movie, a game, whatever it is, I can relate to it in some ways, you know, shape or form. They're like, okay, cool. And that's exactly what we're trying to do. And I. I love it. I and love I know it. earlier you said you wanted to, you know, present at Black Hat as like a vendor or something. I would hope so. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, um, the last two years for a majority of my my work there, I actually worked at the Black Hat store. So even if we don't make it as a vendor, maybe we can put it on like a CD or DVD or probably not a DVD since all of our <laughs> videos are not complete. Yeah. <laughs> Edward. <laughs> But like a CD Sorry. or something, and then like we could probably sell it at you know the Black Hat store because everyone who goes in there generally know uh, what it is or what we're doing or you know what the conference is about. And if we just make it catchy enough to where they would want to take it home, even if we sell it for like five dollars, couple dollars, whatever. You know, I'm kind of hoping to try to talk to once it gets closer, like obviously next year. Uh, we can find out more about briefings, trying to talk to, um, you know, the professor that is in charge of it. Yeah. Um, if we can find out more about the briefings, maybe we can make some podcasts that will go along with those briefings, you know, that might be able to kind of like, like, you know what, here, um, this briefing is going to be talking about, um, you know, this type of penetration test, mm-hmm. how a penetration test even works. Sometimes people go in, they're like, what the hell is a penetration test? You know, like they don't, you know, they kind of get the concept. Yeah. They don't really understand it. Like if we can have a podcast or an episode, it'd be like, look, kind of go along with your briefing. You're going to go in there knowing more, you know, already than, than what you walked in with. All you do listen to it. And that's it, you know. And, we, and, and it, it might get a sponsor. It might, you know, who knows? People might come up and be like, you know, hey, you know what? Thanks to your podcast, I was able to understand this briefing a lot, you know, a lot better because, you know. Now, are you talking about you know, going into the briefing and restating it? Or are you talking about going over keywords that will be said in the briefing? Yes, like keywords, yeah. Okay. Well, if you, if we all go to Blackout again next year, well, I know I will. I don't know about you two. I'm going to try to. Yeah. They give out pocket guides, you know, that tell which briefings are going to be on which days and what times, mm-hmm. which gives you a generalization of what they're going to talk about. 
but um, we used to have bigger program books that went into like a synopsis of what the briefing was. We just didn't have it this year, and I was really sad. But um, we we could do that like when we're off shift or something. We just quickly go over it and or, yeah, partner or, up yeah, with or, Black Hat. Yeah, I mean, if if you know, if Greg will even let us, you know, like sit in, you know, to them, we could just literally do that and just take notes the entire time as well, we're doing it, and then do a podcast. Be like, look, more or less, like this is what these guys were saying. Yeah, that's how I want to go to Black Cat, but be, <laughs> I guess, as part of it. As a part of it, because yeah, yeah. Because when I was working it, I there was zero time to really like. Yeah, the like the only time you can actually get to the briefings is when you're actually working that room. Yeah. yeah, and but the cool thing is, is as a volunteer, you actually get a copy of the briefings. Okay. So, yeah. but that that gets to you anytime within two months after the event. Yeah. So, we could go that route. We could, but we we would definitely have to go through Black Eye and be like, hey. Is this something we can do? Because a lot of the times, the things that they're actually talking about are, you know, proprietary work to them. Yeah. Like, this is their stuff. Mm-hmm. So we would definitely have to get a lot of permissions before even thinking about going down that route. Well, I mean, or even that, or I was thinking, how about we can maybe talk to one or two vendors to come on and do an episode with us so that, you know, like whoever was doing the briefing we can ask these questions and then we can like whatever, you know, whatever there are that they're stating, we can break it down for people. Yeah. So, you know, so it's like, oh, that's what they meant. <laughs> that All right, cool. Now yeah. I understand, you know, and that way it's like we're not misconstruing anything that's being said or that they're trying to come across. It's like, nope, we're taking exactly what you're saying, uh, which is great. Right. All that, all that, you know, all the information is, you know, it's awesome, solid knowledge. And we're just breaking it down for everybody else. And who knows? I mean. If people end up liking it, they might, you know, Black Hat might end up, you know, becoming bigger because people can understand it more. Yeah. You know, we, man, oh, Black Hat's already too big, but I understand where you're going. You know, <laughs> I mean, well, like you said, okay, so it starts off with like, you know, three to five thousand people, and then for the last, trainings, yeah, yeah and which the last, you have to pay thousands of dollars. Yeah, in the last two days, it's about twenty. Okay, that's cool, but if you think about the amount of people that we have in the United States, I just looked it up the day, it was like 380 million people. 20,000 really isn't much. But it's a lot in that small venue. You yeah. have to move yeah. to a bigger when, hotel. That, yeah, no, no, I, I get it. But I mean, <laughs> but who knows? I mean, like, it, what if it gets to the point, what if we can help people appreciate it more, get to the point where instead of, you know, being there, he might have to book it at a bigger venue, but there's more people. Or like, you know what? This is too big now. We can't do it once a year. We yeah. gotta do it twice a year. You know. You're right. It is more revenue for Black Hat and UPM. And and, and it'll definitely help get, you know, our 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 field, our line of work out there more for for people to understand and yeah. you know people don't want to really attend things like that. You know, because why not? I think <laughs> we, we could do the same thing at like GDC too, and because like talk about you know the new product like if they use engines how they put their game together, stuff like that. We could actually do sit-downs with everybody. Because, again, the people that I worked at, with at the store, they do Black Hat USA, they do Black Hat London, and they do GDC every year. Oh, nice. So um, the ladies are actually going to London um, oh, yeah. coming in a couple of weeks. But um, 
I think it would be cool if we could do that. And yeah, yeah. Travel and, to those. Yeah, honestly, that's what I would like. You eventually get to the point where, you know, who knows, maybe hopefully somebody from one of those vendors or something like that will end up here again and be like, you know what, hey, I like what these guys are doing. Like, yeah. you know, it's like, yeah, let's let's break it down more. I mean, it, it's gonna it's only going to benefit, the way I say it, it's only going to benefit everybody, right? So even if you're into gaming and we help break down gaming more, all right, cool, that's going to bring in more people who are more interested because now they understand how gaming works. They understand, you know, the behind-the-scene mechanics on how it works. They understand why things are a certain way. Same thing with network security. Our classes were, like, really small, you know. Like, we are, you know, it's like, cool, our classroom can hold, like, 50 people. And it's like, how many people are in your class? Well, about eight. (laughs) I did have a class with eight people. Yeah. It's like, we were just sitting there, like, all right. The smallest smallest one I had was four. Yeah. Yeah. Literally four people. You know, and it was just like. The smaller classes, that way you can just have a one on one with the teachers. Yeah. Yeah. And that's always nice because I feel like they teach you slightly better than, you know, in a big classroom because then they can actually tailor to your learning. It's like. (laughs) Just a number. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, The biggest I've had was like maybe 20. You know, but it's just like, it's still not that big. Like, there's not like yeah. that much, you know, and it's like. Whereas in a game classroom, you're, you have anywhere from 20 to 35 people. Yeah, like every class. And that's a lot on the teacher, too. It's like all that grading yeah. and how big those projects are. It's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, you know, and that's why I'm like, man, if we can help get more people involved into, you know, this, this community and get them into it, it's like, all right, cool. Like, yeah. that's. That's only going to benefit us, going to benefit the schools, you know, just everybody. Like, all right, cool. Who knows? This person may listen to this podcast and might like, you know what? I like that. I like, you know, what they're talking about. I like network security. I want to get more into this. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. You know, by all means, do it. And when when I got here, like, of course, my first major was game art and animation. And it's like the entire community is saturated. Everyone wants yeah. to be an artist. Everyone wants to be a game programmer. Everyone wants to do this. And it's like... I'll say right now, nobody matches my stick figures right now. <laughs> I will draw I I the best stick yeah. figures. <laughs> I think my stick figures can beat your stick figures. In well, a fight. I actually like if they made a pivot and just went towards like more of a graphic design degree. Yeah, yeah. and there are, there are some graphic designers, but network security is like it's super tiny, but it's still up there. And it's, honestly, network security could benefit more because of all the technology that is out there yeah all the gaming consoles the pc how many stuff like that. yeah like i mean even for games right how many times have you seen oh um somebody hacked in to this company and look here's a new concept for the video game or like <coughs> here's a new cover yeah you know <laughs> here's this you know we got this leakage uh even for you know films like oh well somebody leaked out the script yeah. Gotta change the whole fucking movie. Yeah, it, it, it happens I felt all so the bad time. For that. Yeah, it's like, well, the hard drives that you know those scripts were on, um, somebody took them. So now it's like, no. now it's out there. You and, know that movie, Sausage Party. Oh my god! Oh, I, that, I haven't seen that. Movie. Please the script, don't. <laughs> the script of the movie came out maybe like a month or two before it got released. Oh really? Yeah. Well, look. Okay, look at HBO. Uh, I'm not sure. Remember, oh, Game of Thrones. Yeah. 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 Oh, they like, dropped the episodes. I watched them too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Me too. I was like, oh, cool. We didn't watch them when they got released <laughs> yeah. too. And um, then Quinn Tarantino for Hateful Eight. Yeah. He had to switch that whole movie around. I think it was Hateful Eight. It might have been another movie, but that was the most recent one. Is Hateful Eight? Yeah. Yeah. 
You know, and it's things like that. It's, it's exactly yeah. It's like, well, maybe if they knew how to, you know, protect how, yeah, protect themselves, uh, you know, and their information a lot better. Half the time, I think there's just someone on the inside who just drops it. It's, it's, it's possible. People, it was, I think. Yeah. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was someone on the inside. Or the Deadpool script. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, and some of it is, you know, some of it, and then others are just like, no, you know what? I'm super into the show. You know, like, me and six of my friends, we're going to try to mine this network and see what we can get from it. And it's like, dude, like, you got to know. You, you got you to gotta know how to protect yourself, you know? And okay. it's like, that's how you end up getting leaks. That's how. Yeah. You know, your information gets out there. That's how Game of Thrones gets out a week before yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to. You know, like... It's... And everyone wants to be an artist. Everyone wants to do this. And I, I understand, of course, I want to be an artist. I want to work for Disney at one point. But it's like, as soon as I got into network security, I was like, there's so much shit that could be done in, in the art community itself. It's very creative, yeah. Yeah, and it's like... Everyone keeps it on a hard drive or on their computer, and it's always attached to Wi-Fi. Once I started getting in network security, I instantly, I turn my Wi-Fi off whenever I'm not using it. I'll only turn it on when I need the internet. Yeah. Otherwise, it's off. Yeah. I have, you know, um, antivirus yeah, that, and stuff like that. That's all I am with my computer. I was like, as soon as Danny, I was like, you know, it just turned this off. Yeah, it's right like, now. I don't really need this right no. now. And um, same thing with the other podcast when I said that that guy I was talking to on PlayStation. Oh, yeah. Told me about, you know, shutting someone's internet down. I was like... Nah, I'm not going to do that. So I gave him false information. It's like, I know now what I need to do in order to protect my shit. And it's like, no one else does that. No. With as saturated as the art community is and not saturated as the tech technology community is, as it should be, that's where things are fucking up. It's like, yeah, you could do better. You could keep your stuff from being... Like, I mean, how many people here, uh, you know, I don't know when I, when I uh, you know, was coming here... It's like, oh yeah, me was in the cave. I've been here for like two years. Where is the cave? Yeah. Nobody even knows where the network, you know, network security classes are. It's the cyber warfare. It, war. Oh my god, I can't even say it. It's the cave. Yeah. <laughs> the cyber warfare room. Yeah. Yeah. You know. Uh, yeah, exactly that. Like, why? Because not many people are into network security. Nah. You know, for every one person, there's like. 50 game art design people. Yeah. You know, it's And like, it's like, it's hidden in the corner too that no one ever goes to. No yeah. one needs to go over there. Yeah. All the game stuff is either downstairs or the green screen room upstairs. Yeah. And when you turn that hallway, it's upper management. No one thinks to turn left. Nope. No one thinks to go into that hallway right next to the portal and the bindery. No and one knows like, about it. Yep. And then, and then when you finally, and then when you actually start getting into it, you're like, yeah, you see that room that nobody knows about? Like, yeah. That's the scariest, most dangerous room in this whole thing. And it's always dark. Yeah. <laughs> it's always cold. It's always so freezing like, cold. That's, yeah. that's where you're going to do the most damage if you really wanted to. That's yeah. where you're going to do the most damage. Yeah. You know, that's where you can, you know. And it's just like, nobody nobody gets it. It's just yeah. like, I'm not going to go into full detail, but they actually split up the environment a little bit about a year or two, or like a year, year and a half ago. With a new professor? No, 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 no. Like the environment itself, oh. like for the, for the servers and stuff. They split it up into two different sections, and it was for more security. But all the security students are like, that's stupid. Do you realize what's going to happen now? Yeah. It's like there's more points of entry and shit. So I don't want to go into full detail because I don't want to like actually list where everything is. But because <laughs> that, that did, did, they, did they do it like based on classes or? No, it was based off of how many things kept breaking. Oh. Yeah. 
Okay. So. Okay. Yeah, they they wanted to mitigate that, which mitigate basically means avoid it. But it was it, as soon as it was pitched, everyone's like, "You really shouldn't do that." No, you don't do it. They did it. I'm pretty sure they did it. So we'll see how that happens. <laughs> it's like now, now I'm like intrigued and like, hmm, I wonder what we can do now. Yeah. <laughs> so, and and this program we're very resourceful we know what we're doing we know like generally what should and shouldn't be done so when you have upper management be like we're gonna do this like do you really want to do that yeah well i mean what i also found was crazy like i mean when you're talking about uh how technology like information in general like um you know is not that saturated like it should be it's like how many things in your life is controlled by technology all of it. Like, literally everything. Like, like your phone, like, you got a laptop, you got your console, you got smart refrigerators, you have your... Now, now. smart ovens, thermostats, cameras. Your lights. Every, yeah. Banking. Your home, your home the, locks. Yeah. Oh, every, my God. Everything is done with some sort of technology it's now. the uh, Internet of Things. Yeah, 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 it's exactly that, right? Smart and, house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. The, the smart house is the Internet of Things. It's exactly that. And everybody just like, oh, cool! I can use my phone to, you know, unlock my door. Yeah, it sounds cool. I'm, I'm freaking excited about it. But at the now same I time, can sneak into your yeah. House. Now I'm <laughs> like, cool. Now I know you don't know how to lock down your network. You don't know how to lock anything down. Now I can get your stuff and I can get into your house just like that. I'm gonna come in your house 3 a.m. You know, cook some food, see what's in your refrigerator real, real quick, and before you even wake up, because I can see you in your bedroom camera, I'm out. Goodbye. Yeah. Make myself a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, the, and those new smart and those new smart refrigerators actually have the camera inside, so you yeah, can see. So I can be like, it. look, I get a rummage through your yeah. <laughs> through your refrigerator without you even knowing about it. <laughs> Dude, I don't know if you've oh you probably have because it's floating around Facebook, but there's this picture of um, this person, and it's like, I see a box outside my neighbor's house. It's a new printer, and then I checked the uh, Wi-Fi settings and. You know, it was open. So he typed something up. He's like, I'm alive. And he knew the name of the neighbor. I don't remember what it was. But I'm going to say Steve. It's like, I know I know you're there, Steve. I'm alive. And in all caps, run. <laughs> <laughs> and he sent it and he printed it. <laughs> and like five minutes later, the guy took a picture and he was like, I guess I got a new printer. Because <laughs> he, he put it out in the, the street for the trash. And people would people do that. People would do that so much funny. People would do that. Like they'll, they'll buy a new, uh, a, a new printer or uh, they'll set up that new security camera. And it's like, all right, cool. Um, did you lock it down? Did you change the, the password? The default password. The default password. Did you, did you even enable the password to begin <laughs> with? It's like, what? There's all that? Yeah. 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 There's all that. Like, you, you hooked it up to your Wi-Fi, right? Yeah. All right. It, there has to be a password for it. Lock that sucker down. Yeah. People don't do that. They're whatever. Like, cool. <laughs> whatever password. So I just got a new like router, modem router combo. And yeah. Always change the default password. Yes. Always, always. I went over to one of my buddies' house while I was in California, and at the moment he's he's living with his parents because he had left college, you know, before he actually moves out with his friend. And I went over to the house, and you know, I'm looking around, you know, have, saying hi to everyone, blah blah blah. 
And the next day when I went back, I actually started looking around. I started looking at the walls and, you know, the, the windows and how big the house was. And, you know, they had the, this big-ass model uh, ship on, on the top of, like, this little wall. But there's, like, this hole, which I, I don't know. It's hard to describe. But it's, like, a wall, and there's, like, two mini pillars that attach the wall to the ceiling, and there's empty spot where the ship is. I was like, that's a really cool ship. And I look over to my right, and there's a camera. I was like, dude, what? what's with the cameras? He's like, I don't know. My dad's really paranoid. and You know, he wants to make sure we're not doing some shit, having parties. I was like, that's fucking creepy. Is he watching us right now? He's like, I don't know. Maybe. Is the light on? I was like, no. I was like, then probably not. I was like, He's a game student. <laughs> He's yeah. not a med tech student, so yeah. I don't know if his dad is. I don't know what he, his dad does, because I know he was working on a computer pretty much while I was there. So I'm not sure if he's like a professor or, you know, IT yeah. or, or whatever. But having those cameras on, I was like, mm, when you have it angled at a certain position, I now know where all the entry points are. I know how many people are in the house. I know if they're still there. That's, yeah, and that's then, a whole other podcast I would like to talk about, like, just... I guess, like, the internet of, like, things about your house, like... Home yeah. security? Yeah, home security. Well, you know what's crazy is what I want to do, I want to try to, um... I'm going to try to call my buddy Nate. Um, so... I'm going to... Can't really say too much what he used to do in the Army, because it was, uh... It was top secret. Like, he really did a lot of top secret work. But essentially, he used to... Uh, one of the small jobs that he did was <laughs> intercept signals. Ooh. Right, that was just it. So that's what I'm gonna get into. Intercept <laughs> signals. That was it. He was a badass at his job, uh, like very, very good. Um, and he was one that ended up telling me, like, you know, even if you turn off those settings um, on like your Wi-Fi, so that that will broadcast the address. They're like, you know, with this certain device, uh, we can still pick up, you know, all your all your signals, and we can pick up a signal from anything that's connected to that Wi-Fi. You know, yeah. and I was like. Wow, interesting. And I was like, how do you get away from that? And he was like, there essentially is no way because you're constantly broadcasting. Like, yeah. You know, like unless you have everything hooked up to a wire, you know, that'd be, I'd really be the only way. But he can go more in depth on to how it's done. But yeah, he was a like master at intercepting signals, yeah. um, stuff like that. And there was a lot of other stuff that, techniques that he does that I'm just like, yeah, bro. Like, yeah. Don't tell nobody about this right now. Yeah, this is like too, like super top secret stuff. Yeah, you know. So, um, but I want to try and get them on. I actually want to try to do that at the bo- at the podcast because it will go good with the internet of things, right? Because it's exactly what you're doing. Everything is connected to your Wi-Fi, connected to your internet, and you know, you want he can give tips on how to, you know, help better protect yourself from those types of of things because it's like. We should bring in the pineapple guy. Pineapple guy? <laughs> pineapple router? Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. Uh, the first time I ever saw this guy was last year at DEF CON. And basically, he has this backpack. Well, it's not a backpack. It's straps. But attached to it is, like, modems or routers or whatever. And it's, like, a stack of, like, ten of them. And they're just collecting data. Wi-Fi, you know, cell phone mm, data, yeah. stuff like that. And... Luckily, my phone was off, and I was like, I, I'm not going to mess with DEF CON whatsoever. No. And when I saw him, I was That's like, a big no-no. that shit's fucking scary. And no. I was like, 
all of you people with Wi-Fi on right now are, you know, screwed. Yeah, because I've seen them how they do that. Like, they'll they'll get a, like a battery pack, you know, that, you know, that's portable. Yeah. And they'll, they'll set up a router, right? And then pretty much free Wi-Fi. They'll essentially name it that. So people get on like, oh, cool. And he has another uh, server connected to it that's literally just picking up all your data. So it's just like yeah. anything that's being transmitted, he's saving it. And, you know, and it's like, and I saw a video on, on it and um, when the guy was doing it and he was like, look, this is pretty much all the data I got from all these people. And it's that simple. He's like, this is just a backpack. They're like, if you see it, nobody would ever pay any mind to it. Any, any you know, because you're just walking around and people are just, Either on their phones or they're doing something else, so they pay no no attention to it. And it's like all they see is like, oh, Wi-Fi. I get no signal here. Cool, free Wi-Fi. Yeah. Boom, and that's it. And it it's it's similar to that, but you actually see the whole thing connected. Oh. Okay. And he just wears it, and you see the lights blinking. You see this, and everyone doesn't pay mind. It's a security conference. Yeah. It's probably just cool decorative, but no, he's actually like yeah. getting getting information. So this year. I was at Black Hat, and at the at that specific moment, I was sitting at the info booth, and I had looked down to look at a message on Slack, which was um, our form of communication for the group, and I look up, and this guy was standing there asking me questions, and I look up at him, you know, my normal self, and I saw who it was, and I instantly turned my phone off. I was like, hi, how can I help you? And it was the pineapple guy from DEF CON. I was like... <laughs> What the fuck are you doing here? You're not wrong, supposed to be wrong here. conference guy. Huh. And he was like, "Can you point me to the you know this room for this briefing?" I was like, "Yeah, it's two floors down," and I was like, "Oh my god, I just talked to the pineapple guy." And he went down the elevator and went downstairs, and I turned my phone back on, and not even like three minutes later, this guy named Nick absolutely, I cannot stand Nick. Anyway, this guy named Nick, he he messages everyone on Slack. He's like. There's this guy with, you know, this backpack full of blinking lights and stuff. Should I be concerned? And everyone's like, just leave him be. <laughs> I was going to message him, like, that's the pineapple guy. But I didn't want to acknowledge yeah. him. So I was like, just leave him. Like, at that moment, it was off, thank God. Because yeah. when he turned around, I looked. And nothing was blinking. But he's like, yeah, should, is he allowed down here? Does, is that, you know, safe? Is it blah, blah? I was like, Nick, come on, dude. It's security conference. Don't question shit. Yeah. <laughs> but to see the pineapple line, guy, get in line. <laughs> to see to see him twice in a row or twice in a row each year, and I was like, that's just pretty cool. And I I cannot imagine the amount of data this guy has. Yeah. It's just it's so much because like I'll check the Wi-Fi networks and there's MGM, which is where the type of hotel that we were at. Yeah. And then there's, you know, guest and then this weird Wi-Fi and this weird Wi-Fi and then black hat. And I was like, I'm not going on any of these. I just want to see what there is. And I had another guy at oh, the nice. booth. Is there a cricket in here? Uh -huh. just snuck in here? Anyway. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, huh, okay. <laughs> Anyway, there's this other guy at the info booth, and he was, you know, asking me the basics, like, this is my first time here, blah, 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 and he's like, so I see that there's a Wi-Fi code and everything, should I connect to it? And I was like, mm. he's like, would you connect to it? I was like, mm, personally, considering we're at Black Hat, and it's like, hackers galore here, 
I wouldn't. Yeah. Like, I personally wouldn't. But if you need the Wi-Fi, and this was probably the most secure one you're going to get. But it's really you never know you. The, yeah. Nope. Yeah. And I was like, really, too. He's like, oh, so it's uh, it's up to your own discretion. I was like, yeah. I should. I say you shouldn't, but if you need it, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, we, just, we know the just, risks. Just keep your communications Bare minimum. <laughs> Especially at DEF CON. If yeah. you don't need your phone, don't even take it there. Yeah. It's like, where's that? Like, like, where's that? It's, it's somewhere in the desert that's yeah. far away from here. Yeah. So like, last year when I went to DEF CON, I, was, I told my aunt, because she's like, keep, keep me informed of what you're doing. I was like, I'll call you before I leave and I'll call you when I get home. Otherwise, don't expect me to talk to you. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not risking anything. It's like, mm-mm. Because you can get into all of it. Did you ever see anything like that when you were there? When I was there, I didn't see the pineapple guy, but... He'll be there next year, I, I bet you. <laughs> I'm trying to think. I don't see anything out of the ordinary besides drunk people. Because <laughs> um, that's going to happen, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're not, not going to go to Vegas and not get drunk. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like... No, I can't really think of anything. Like, there was nothing that, like, that you saw that looks somewhat suspect or anything that it was like hmm you know like like should I report this and, right yeah now? <laughs> like this guy looks this guy looks suspect maybe I should take a mental picture of him <laughs> yeah no like not really no no Man, not you like, should start going now we had we had a scare the other day like now that the event is over I'm okay to talk about it but uh, apparently there was a Face down backpack in the corner of one of the bathrooms, and um, someone had seen it and went to go tell one of our people. I don't think that worked. Yeah. Why are you? Tr- <laughs> Just get him. <laughs> I think he scared the cricket away. Yeah. Good job. It. Anyway, um, he <laughs> he went to go talk to one of our people, and our people looked into it. And he used to be a security guard, so it it sort of alarmed him. He's like, that's actually really weird. And he didn't want to touch her or anything. So he went up to another security guard that was actually, you know, next to him. But he said that he was with, um, you know, this company and not this company, so it's not his problem. And our guy, he's like, it's pretty much everyone's problem. So he finally got in contact with the actual hotel security, and they came over you know, just to see it, and it was one of the black hat bags, but it was empty. Someone had just forgotten it in there, but it was super sketchy that everyone thought it was it, it was an actual explosive, and you can't say anything like that because you don't want to cause, like, a mass panic, yeah. but at a conference like this, it was really weird for someone to just leave a backpack, and I get it, human error, people forget things yeah, everywhere, especially but... With the... The Vegas shooting. Like, yeah, yeah. They actually up security because oh, sure of that. I'm sure they did. So, yeah. like, last year, because the conference is held at Mandalay, and that's exactly where the shooting was. Mm-hmm. And when we got here this year, it was double the security and sniffer dogs. Yep. And everyone was like, oh, my God, why is there so many cops here? And people were like, don't you remember what happened last year? And it's like... Oh yeah, it's like yeah, they're not gonna risk that's that. That's so yeah. bad about the shootings because it's just like oh, like yeah, I forgot about it. Like yeah, yeah. Like honestly, that's always been my thing. Like um, with, with security, period. 
um, it's like it shouldn't it should automatically be like that yeah like no matter what like if you know there's gonna be you know an event where there's you know even 10,000 people 5,000 people that's a lot of people like your security should be through the roof because those are gonna be the places where something's gonna happen unfortunately yeah. you know like I can't even recall how many times like same thing with us like how you were saying like oh no we can't you know cause an alarm um you know we'll be somewhere overseas and it's like yeah there's a suspicious you know suspicious package and it's like okay cool anybody that's not authorized to be on the ship um that, that's not part of the ship get off now and it's like we don't you know we won't say there's a, a suspicious ah, suspicious package yeah what'd you say if you're not authorized to be on the ship, get off you, off, off, off. We put them all on the pier and make sure our guys are safe first. Yeah. And then it's like, all right, then we, you know, bring in all the guards and, and everything, maybe even EOD or whatever, depending on what it is. It's like, we need to figure out what's going on with this package. Whose is it? Whose bag is it? Why is it left here unattended? For what, re like, what were you trying to do? Yeah. You know, and it may be over the top, but when there's a lot of people involved, I, I would rather be safe than sorry. Yeah, and, and that's uh, exactly what they did with the backpack. And when you when you go through that, it's like we don't want to scare everyone because yeah. it's gonna be chaos. We don't need that. Yeah. But um, I heard they check you at the hotel as well now. Yeah. yeah. And when they figured out it was empty, it was just like, okay, we're good guys. But that's also a part of security. That's like, how do we know? what it is and what it isn't and then like going through the cameras who actually left it there who went in who went out and yeah. it's like it, there's different forms of security and that little incident instantly reminded me of like there's different steps into yeah. well, securing your yeah and that's what I was saying like on that one podcast you know like I don't know if it was episode two or three you know when we were talking about the like the NSA and Project Prism I think it was episode two but that's what I was saying. Like, you can't have, you know, 100% privacy and 100% security. Yeah. There's, there's no way. It, it's a give and take, right? And with that security, it's not just, oh, I'm, you know, helping secure, you know, just network. It's like, no, it's, you know, it's cops. It's, you know, cameras. It's things like that. Physical security mm -hmm. that we can actually see. And then also everything else behind the scenes, right? So it has to be, you know, there, there has to be a give and take, like, it's 100% all together, you know, and you either, it's either going to be 60-40, 50-50, you know, 70-30, whatever, but is that's, necessary. whatever is necessary, but that's what it is. Like, you can't have 100% of both. If you could have 100% of both, which one would you want? Me, honestly, personally, I'd probably do 100% security. Just because, like, well, I don't know, for me, like, I'm not doing anything that's going to, like, that's where... I'm like actively seeking, trying to hurt somebody, yeah. you know, or I'm trying to hide trade secrets. So I would rather there be extra security to be like, oh, no, no, this guy looks suspicious. But like, all right, cool. Um, I would rather have that, you know, than 100% privacy where it's like you don't know what What's your neighbor on? or anybody that lives right next to you or down the street or a couple of blocks or if you have kids, like you don't know who the teachers are. You don't know like their background. You know, like what if they don't do any security checks? Like, well, we can't do that because you're breaking their privacy. Yeah. You know, it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know, like you got to, like, that's what I'm saying. Like it has to be a give and take where if, they, if it's 100% security, I mean, they're going to do 
whatever. Uh, you is know, necessary. an immense background check to make sure that there's nothing wrong with, you know, the teachers, with the professors, with, you know, with just about anybody. And even though it's, you know, even though it, like it's it's you know it's bad where you don't get you know that much privacy. Essentially, you will be safer. You know, and in the end, that's that's what matters. You know, like that's what you want. You know. And I feel like that's where we're kind of going to now, because like especially after you know the shootings and the bombs and there's the cricket again. Yeah. Um. But like all all of these things that happen, you know, sadly on a normal daily basis, we're slowly you know having bags checked we're slowly having more security guards we're slowly having more of you know them checking us out like background checks and making sure we're not carrying anything there was this idea for students to have clear backpacks which i find ridiculous because i'm not sure if y'all are even old enough to remember like like when columbine even happened you know like I don't remember when it happened, but I know that clear back was a stupid idea. Yeah. Well, I understand why they had it, but I you don't ever want one. Yeah, but like they made it for you know for that kind of reason, um, and it's like I like I remember how security was, you know, even for schools before Columbine and then after. Yeah. Before nine eleven and then yeah, after nine eleven, like the airport. Yeah, thing. just just you know just like well not just the airport but just everything. It's like yeah. nope, we got to do before it was just like. Cool, yeah, a, a two-week background check. That's it. That's all it took, you know, where now it's like, nope, it's going to be at least three months, you know, before we get a clear that you're even okay. Yeah. And, you know, and that was, like, immediately right after 9-11, you know, where things were like that. Or depending on your background, it could take up to six, you know, six months to a year, you know. Depending um, on the job you're Depending getting. on the job, yeah, you know, and stuff like that. So, like, it, you know, it... Unfortunately, it takes events like the Vegas shooting, like Columbine, like 9-11, like, you know, the uh, Aurora shooting, you know, with the movie theaters. You know, it takes events like that for people to finally be like, oh, crap, like, we should have beefed up security. We should have implemented this program. We should have done this. You know, we should have done this or done that. And it's like, you guys guys should have already been thinking about that from the beginning. You, You guys, you know, what ends up happening is it's exactly like you said. You know, oh, well, you know, what happened? You know, why there's so much, everybody already forgot. Everybody gets complacent. They're so, you know, evolved, you know, involved with, you know, what's going on in Facebook, what's going on in Twitter, that they completely forget that about a year ago, a lot of people died at this exact same spot over here. That I was just at. That I was just at, yeah. I mean, and thousands were injured. Like, Well, across the street, but yes. They were shot from the hotel. Yeah. You know, it's like, did y'all just... Did, you know, are y'all oblivious? Like, y'all just like, oh, cool. You know, we'll full sorry. We're going to mourn for, you oh, know, about three days. And yeah, then after that, we're not even, like, two years after. Like, so yeah. it's going to be tight. And, yeah. and that's where the sad part lays is, like, they're like, why didn't we have this? Why didn't we have this? Why didn't we have this security? And it's people prefer their privacy. We cannot get more secure because people start freaking out. Like this year, Mandalay was like, "Oh, why do we have so many security guards? I don't need them snooping around my backpack and stuff." The clear backpacks, I understand this purpose just like you do, but I find it a stupid way of addressing that issue. Yeah. Because if they, if they really want to do it or get them, you know, get guns in, they're gonna. Yeah. They're not gonna obviously put it. Clear backpacks back. are <laughs> just gonna make everyone know what you have on you. Like yeah. if you have a certain medication 
or if you're trying to, you know, have a, a picture of, let's say, your dad who had passed away, and it's like, you don't want to tell that story every yeah. five seconds. And it's like, no, don't do not do that. You're, like, you're not going to fit an automatic rifle, rifle like, in your backpack. It's like, yeah. you know a pistol can, like, be tucked into your shirt. Yeah. Like, yeah. Or your pants. Are you going to make us wear clear clothing? Because yeah. that would be weird. We're going to go back to the fucking... <laughs> before the dark ages yeah, yeah. Jeez. I was going to say your pants rather like tuck your gun in your pants like yeah. but that's a, another whole other time <laughs> yeah but yeah like so it's, it's like we want to get more secure but in order to do so some of the privacy is going to be lost like the cameras on the streets everyone hated those things it's like well I don't need them tracking where I am at all times and some of them actually got taken down yeah well I mean it what's I think for me, when it comes to that, I'm like, look, one of the best examples on why there goes, god dang cricket. <laughs> All right, I tried, people. <laughs> dang cricket's up in the roof. Um, one of the best examples was the Boston bomb, right? Um, honestly, thanks and I wouldn't say thanks, but because of 9-11, like so many software programs were being used for facial recognition and stuff like that, that when the Boston bomber, you know, uh, got away with all the stuff, instead of taking months to find this guy, like, it, he was found, you know, in, like, a matter of, like, weeks, I think it was, like, a week or two. I and found, like, two days after. Or, or maybe it was even sooner. Maybe, yeah. I don't, I'm trying to remember. I know it was, like, quite... I thought it was, like, It was days. quite yeah, yeah. I mean, it was, like... I know, I know it was a lot faster, you know? It yeah. was, like, oh, man, why didn't we have this stuff during 9-11? We could have caught all this, like... Because we didn't, nobody thought about it, right? They should have been thinking about it, but nobody thought about it. Why? Because, you know, oh, it's an invasion of privacy. It's like, not necessarily, man. Like, if someone's Especially scared, because all the efforts were going, like, for overseas like, yeah. surveillance. They, were, they weren't probably thinking, like, you know, oh, like, let's survey our people. They, they were, but yeah. to that all level, right. no. You know, and, and that's what it ends up coming down to. And it was like... You know, in my mind, I'm like, look, if you ain't got nothing to worry about, dude, don't even trip about that camera. They ain't, they ain't worried about you. Yeah. Like, honestly, like, they, they're really not, they're not worried about you. They're worried about the guy or the, you know, female or the group of people, whatever, that are actually trying to do harm. That's what they like to tell yeah. the public, too, when they get caught. Like, oh, we're just trying to get the one next to you that's trying to do something. Yeah. yeah. There was, there was this cool thing that happened, uh, for all of us who volunteered at Black Hat, we actually got to sit down in a room after our shift, and um, we got three speakers to tell us what they do, you know, how they do it, like, basically our own little private briefing. Oh, that's cool. And there was this one guy who um, is, you know, a quote-unquote master social engineerist, mm-hmm. and he was telling us, you know, the tips and tricks, like... Um, what to do, what not to do, how he basically gets paid to lie to people to try and get into companies. And he told us that the best lie to tell is the truth. Yeah. And that... Nobody he, ever suspects it. Yeah, and no one, no one wants to, you know, accept the worst outcome. So, like, when you're talking to someone and you're, like, trying to swoon them and cupcake them and stuff like that... You don't want to assume that they're trying to use you to get in. They, yeah. You're going to assume, like, oh, it's just small talk. So he was telling us about this one time where he basically told the truth. Not all the truth, but the truth. 
Yeah. He said that he was working late and that um, he was in the building earlier but didn't have his key card and he just needs to get back in. He was working late. It was a late hour. Yeah. They paid him to do it. Yeah. The company paid him to try and break in. <laughs> yeah. He was in the building earlier and he did have a key card and he was trying to get in. Yeah. That was the truth. Yeah. And... You know, someone normally would be like, well, that's a little weird. Maybe he's like, you know, a stalker or, you know, someone who's trying to break into things. But when he told the truth and, like, reassured her and, like, I'm supposed to be here, be confident with what you're saying, it's like, okay, that's cool. You know, he's actually working late. He needs to get in. Yeah. Let him in. And there was another time, like, he is not very good with, um, you know, breaking into things, hacking and stuff like that. He knows he's not good. He knows his strengths. He was trying to get into a door, and the door had a little, like, uh, a break in it. Okay. It was a little hole. And if you could trip the sensors on the other side of the door, it'll open the door. Oh, wow. So he was sitting across the, across the way in a chair and was tossing paper airplanes trying to trip the sensors on the other side of the door. <laughs> and this lady comes over and she's like, what are you doing? And he's like, oh, I'm I'm just bored. You know, I'm doing this on my computer, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, debating whether I want to go in that room or not. And I just haven't had, had the chance to get up. And she's like, oh, okay. Well, can you pick up the airplanes? And she opened the door and he was inside. He just, he just is very nonchalant about what he does. And it's like, you just have to know what you're doing and just go with it. Yeah. And it's like, that's the best thing is like, humans are easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. That's the sad truth. Yeah. So you have to know generally what you're looking for. You have to trust your gut. If something is weird and you know it shouldn't be done, don't fucking let them in. Yeah. (laughs) But these people let them in. Yeah. It's like, yeah. They, I mean, it's one of those things. It's like, um, like, like we always say in the Navy, like perception is everything. Yeah. It really is. If it looks like you belong there, you know, and that's how you come off, then people are going to believe you belong there. <laughs> you know, like we used to do it like, hey, if it looks like you're working, then you're working, right? If it looks like you're taking a break, even though you've been working your whole, you know, you've been busting your ass off and... You know, you're like, you know what? I'm going to take me a 10-minute break. And that's when they come and see you. If it looks like you're, you know, you've been slacking off and you've taken a break, then that's exactly what it is. They don't care about, you know, what you did 10 minutes before they got there. Mm-hmm. All they care about is, you know, what it is on, you know, how they are when you're in their day right now. So it's like if somebody's walking by, you're, you know, same thing for us. You know, when I came in here that one time, they are like, oh, like, yeah, I just walked in here. And I was just like, mm-hmm. And they're like, um, they're like trying to question me. They're like, you know, do you go? To, oh yeah, I go to school here. Like, oh okay. And they're like, yeah, I've told them like, I'm, like we've been using this room for, you know, recording our podcast. They're like, oh okay. Um, uh, well, if you need anything, just let us know, and we can glad to help you. I could have just easily lied, mm-hmm. right? When, when John came in, when you were here, nobody questioned y'all because they're like, oh well, he's a student. They must be students too. Yeah. For all they know, Where? we could have came in and just got into everything. I was going to say, like, I heard this story about this game company. I want to say it's, I, I, okay, I can't remember, but I want to I want to say it was a company that makes Fortnite. Okay. They had, apparently had some guy who came in off the street, 
like wasn't paid to be there or anything. He comes in off the street, comes to the game company, orders a ton of food. Like, you know, uh, maybe he comes in like on a Friday. He orders yeah. a ton of food. It's like, hey, you know, everybody enjoy the food. He doesn't work there, but he got into the building, ordered, <laughs> ordered a ton of food, and, you know, he was there like almost to the end of the party. Everybody was like, you know, having a good time. And he was just acting as if he worked there. And she said, <laughs> apparently this was like documented because like everybody that works there knows that it happened. But someone <laughs> on his way out turned to him and said, see you tomorrow. And he was like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe it was like a Thursday, but he was like, see you tomorrow. And they were like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. I'll see you tomorrow. See yeah. You tomorrow. Confidence is key. Yeah. Like, I been... did not work there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Confidence and it comes down to confidence and, and perception. Yeah. If you... If you look like you know what you're doing, then they're not going to question. Then they're not going to question you. I was in California and I was doing a sports photography gig, and one morning one of the games got canceled and the other game got moved back. So I was literally there for two hours doing nothing. I was like, "All right, I'm just going to go get breakfast." And no outside food or drinks are allowed in the park. So when I went to go get food for me and my boss, I come back and. As I'm walking up to the gate, there's this lady, like, talking to the person, you know, uh, asking for the tickets and stuff and security check. They're like, yeah, you can't bring that in. You can't do this. And she was, like, getting upset. And I just looked at her, had my Del Taco bag in my hand, just, like, blatantly out in the open. I walked in, and that was it. I just walked past. And I hear the lady behind me. She's like, what about her? And the security guard's like, I don't know. It's just she... I, she works here, you know, unfortunately we can't let you come in with yeah. outside stuff. For all I know, I could have been a customer. Yeah. And then I go to sit down at the, the little tent and I look over and the security person's like looking at me and then sees me sit down and he just kind of nods and looks away. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, confidence is key. You just walk right in. Yeah. And I told my boss that and he's like, how did you bring this in? I was like, I just walked in. That's all I did. Yeah. And he's like super amazed. He's like, why would you do that? It's like, why not? Do you, did you want your food? Yeah. It's like, yeah. This is a private party. How did you get in here? <laughs> I walked in. Yeah. <laughs> walked in. Said I knew the guy. We went way back and I was in and that was that. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So, you know. Honestly, humans are the strongest and the weakest links. Yeah. In any security. Yeah. And it's like, <laughs> It's like, what's, what's that mean? It's like, the more you know. Yeah. You know? <laughs> the SpongeBob yeah. imagination. <laughs> the more you know. Uh, and that's exactly what, you know, all this is about. It's getting people to know more. Because yeah. it is so easy. And it's stories um, like this. Like, they don't, they would yeah. never guess. And, and, and a lot of the stuff, yeah, a lot of these stories, even with this, it's like, eh, you hear about it. Or sometimes we're like, ah, that guy is probably just bullshit. He'll just try, just trying to, Tell a story to be cool or, or whatever, you know, he just exaggerates. It's like, no, no, this this is what happens. This yeah. is exactly, there's people that get paid to do this exact thing. Like, yeah. it's, I gotta, I gotta <laughs> figure out what company that was where the guy broke into. Yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't even say broke into because he just like walked in and ordered lunch, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> but the fact that he did it. Yeah, yeah and amazes. nobody questioned it. That's what nobody amazing. questioned it. They thought he worked yeah. it. Yeah, there was this T-shirt at Black Hat that a vendor was giving out, and it's like hackers love small talk. What's your mom's maiden name? What's your first? What's your childhood <laughs> pet? What school did you go to? And it's like I love that shirt. Why didn't I get one? Yeah, <laughs> but, yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's like, what is your mom? It's like 
So, um, is that your dad's last name? Is that your mom's last name? He's like, no, no, no. My mom's last name is this and this. Yeah. Really now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and I... Appreciate it, man. I catch myself, like, when I go into people's houses, I just look around, you know, just to see what they have. But being in the field and learning, like, most people put their passwords based off of their decoration. So, like, when I'm looking in people's houses, it's like, oh, that's cool. Now I know I have a sister. You have family in Texas. You have family here. This is your favorite book because you have like seven of this person's books, and blah blah blah. And it's I, even it's even easier to guess when you like see them like type in a password and you're like, oh, it's only six characters. Yeah, <laughs> and and, you're like, okay. And I was in I was in my buddy's house in California. I won't say their name because <coughs> Jeff. I don't even know. <laughs> no, like I don't even know that was the name. <laughs> they they are really cautious for someone not in the field because like. Um, we were supposed to meet up one night when I had just gotten there, and he did not give me his address whatsoever. I was like, if you need me to pick you up, I need to know where you live. And he's like, uh, I don't think I should tell you. And I was like, all right, cool. You're very good for not trusting me, but you're not coming if I don't know where you live. Yeah. And it got to the point where... It's like, look, dude, just walk to the corner. Yeah. Over. Of your block. Well, the funny thing is, is that... I'll pick I, you up there. When I finally got to California, I had dropped my cousin off at LAX because they were going to Hawaii. And um, I'm going back the opposite direction to go pick up the people that I did know their address to. Yeah. And I really needed to get gas. So I checked my GPS and I, I picked the cheapest one because gas prices are ridiculous in California. Yep, no, like three, yeah. three bucks. Yeah, three, yeah. three and a half. So I found one that was the lowest price. Yep. And I went to that one, and honestly, for the longest time, I could not figure out how the pump worked. So I had someone native to California help me. I was like, all right, cool. And I get a text, and it's like, all right, we're, we're going to come hang out with you guys. Where are you at? And I was like, I'm at a Valero on this street and this street. And he's like, are you shitting me? I was like, no do you want a picture? And I sent him a picture. And before he even responded, he's like, that's literally right down the street from my house. I was like, no shit. And so I somehow knew where he was without knowing where he was. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. <laughs> the luck I'm of the draw. Like, I know you're within this radius. <laughs> yeah. I know you're at least within one mile yeah. right here. I still don't know the physical address, but I know where he lives. Because I'm a visual learner. Yeah. So it's like, I... I generally know. And that's all it takes because then all you have to do is just narrow it down by like how many people by this name live in this radius. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it was, it was, he was very cautious about it, but man, it's like, I, I will forever remember that story. And it's like, I don't know how you fucking did it. I don't know what made you want to be the super cautious, but you're doing a good job. Yeah. And to be quite honest, I forgot where I was going with the story. <laughs> but That's it's how still... cautious he was. <laughs> he made me forget about the one story. <laughs> like, I was going for a point, and man, every time I think about weakest the story. Weakest link. Yeah. Weakest link, is that what I said? Yeah. Humans being the strongest and the weakest link, uh, you know, not taking precautions. Nah, it'll something. come back to me in like five minutes. But that story always gets me. It's like, I don't know how I managed to get in your house, but you still haven't fucking given me your address. Yeah. So... And, I mean, that's, yeah, that's just how I should, I think that's how more people should be. Um, oh, because you're talking about the small talk, you know. Oh, right, yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. what you're talking about, small talk, which, uh, which, is, which is actually pretty cool. Yeah. I, I, that is a pretty cool shirt, it's like, a little small yeah. talk, yeah. I remember, 
I remember because we were talking about decorations in the house. Yeah. I went into his house and was looking around, and um, there was these two pictures on the wall. One was their last name, and one was a different last name. And like, this is the meaning behind this name, and this is what how these people are, and what they're like, and blah blah blah. Yeah. So I went up to him, and I went up to his brother, and I was like, "Is that your mom's maiden name?" He's like, "Yeah." I was like. That was cool. I know someone with the same last name back in Arizona and thought nothing of it. I was like, I now know your mom's maiden name. I now know you do not have pets. I now know you live on the street. I now know this. And it's like, yeah. I don't really mean to. It just all clicks to me now. Yeah. So that's, what, that's, that's exactly how it is. Like a lot of it, it's like, I always laugh when people were like, you know, like, oh, you'll never be able to guess this. It's like, I'll get to just type in a random, you know, uh, a random email into, you know, Google or, or Facebook or, or Twitter to try to log in, you know, <laughs> just to say I'm going to sign up for one or whatever. And it says, nope, you can't. I'm like, all right, cool. You know, or like, or it's already taken. Thank you. I just figured somebody's stuff out now. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I mean, it's, you know, it's not exact. Like, you find out more by not knowing because, it's like, it helps narrow it down for mm-hmm. you. You know, it's like, well... I already know it's not A, B, or C. <laughs> We're already at E. Thank you, because you just already yeah. took everything else out. Yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> you know, like, I already know it can't be these things. So now, now that I know that, I can, you know, go slither my way around. Yeah. <laughs> you know. But, um, for the most part, all right, we were yeah. deep. I we just, were deep in this one. <laughs> the rabbit the hole had gotten really big. Yeah, I just checked the time. I was like, man. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, I say so, this be our only episode today. Oh, <laughs> well, we can do that. Yeah, that's yeah. uh that's a long one. <laughs> what, what are we at? An hour, hour and a half. Jeez, that's that long. was like an hour forty. Was that the second? I'm looking yeah. at the right one. Yeah, this one here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we're at just hit an hour thirty. Um. So yeah, we talked about black hat. We talked about uh, small talk. <laughs> <laughs> uh, security. Um, physical we, security. Physical security. We went deeper than we thought we were going to. Yeah. It was supposed to be just about Black Hat and generally what it is, but talked about our Which goals. we did. I mean, we, we talked yeah. about Black Hat. We talked about Black Hat a yeah. lot and you know. went back to it, but we talked about our goals and physical security and, you know, small talk and learning little yeah. things yeah. and guessing. And... I think we went a lot deeper than... Knowing by not knowing, yeah. you know. That... Just Black Hat. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, anything else you guys want to add? I don't know. I don't think that's it. Uh, we pretty we much covered. A, we, we threw a lot of information. Yeah, pretty much covered <laughs> quite a bit. All right then. Um, well then, that concludes uh, this uh, this episode for today. So I want to uh, say thank you everybody for tuning in and listening to another episode of Ed's Word with Edward. Uh, see you next time, guys. Peace.